0: Last week we looked at a few things. Um, and um, I trust that today God Himself, in His own way, will cause us to see more truth in His Word. I'm increasingly coming to a place um, as I pray more into the year that there is more to what we have in life, which sometimes the enemy will like us to deceive, to think that. life consists in the abundance of things that we have and the things that we run around about because as I pray more into the year the theme of the year and I look back at some of the things we've been sharing I realize the more which has always been life that we can come to church every Sunday like this or any other time that we meet together. You you, you can't be born and live here on earth and run after everything and acquire everything and yet lose it. I'm not talking of losing what you have acquired, but You lose the essence of what your real life is all about. You see, the world system has a way of trying to let us run the course of life in a particular way. Especially if you go to the U.S. They have what they call the American dream so you run your life based on the American dream because that is what they think it's all about. Life, if please you are to sit down deeply, you realize that you may have all the degrees, you may have all the connections, you may have every wealth, you may have whatever that you like to have and can acquire and might have already acquired. But you'll be surprised to know that maybe that is not the purpose of your life and the reason for your existence.
1: And many are here at the moment on earth. Many have come and moved on. And many are yet to be born. But it is very sad
0: that you'll be surprised that many of us will live our lives however many years that the Lord will bless us as we live on the surface of the earth and not be able to live a life
1: of fulfillment. Are you here with me? I'm not talking of being successful.
0: I'm not talking of being schooled. I'm not talking of all those sort of things. I'm talking of fulfillment. Because that is very, very important. And sometimes the reason why we haven't seen many people also being fulfilled in life is why we have people knocking their heads. It happens in church. It happens in the society. It happens everywhere. Have you asked yourself that question? Because it's all in the subject we are treating right from January until now. But if you don't understand why we are going through certain series, you, you won't get it. And you maybe even have the wrong notion or understanding of why we've been treating what we're treating. But for me, the more I press into it and pray, ask myself, and sometimes I can sit quietly and just speak to the Lord for a deeper understanding in our walk, my walk and our walk with Him and why we do what we do. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I want us to be looking at purpose. What is God's plan for you? What is God's plan for your life? What is God's plan for us as
1: a church? Who are you? Are we as a church living another church's dream? In your own life, are you living someone else's dream? Because sometimes we live our father's dream, our mother's dream. What your father couldn't become,
0: he wants you to become. And he will say anything and everything to make sure that you
1: become that. Because he couldn't. So you you leave your father's dream. Sometimes a mother will just make sure that the children or child
0: leaves her dream.
1: The business that your father couldn't set, he will make sure that you set that business, <laughs> whether you can or not. The woman that she had wanted, he had wanted to marry. I'm talking of not talking of a particular woman, but a type, because people grow up with all sort of things in their minds:
0: tall, slim, Coca-Cola shape. Uh, as um, uh, what's his name, Reverend.
1: Ekuban will say, um, uh, whatever. Amen. And a man sometimes can also say the same thing. Dedication, even if you can't, you have to because he wanted to walk around with certain
0: errors of degrees around him.
1: Who are you? I beseech you therefore, brethren, let's just look.
0: Let's take one verse at a time. So if you can just project verse one so that we see it
1: bold, bold. Yeah, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. As Apostle Paul speaking,
0: as you've been looking at verse two more so this year. But uh, today I want us to look at verse one
1: that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, watch this. He didn't say a dead sacrifice. Because in those days, the offering was made by the priest, the high priest. And then the animal, if you read Leviticus, you understand what I'm sharing with you. The animal is brought by the offerer. That is like you and I. We bring it before the Lord. And then the offerer will lay his hands on the animal. And basically, as he does that, he transforms whatever that he wants to bring to God as an offering through the animal. That is his right, his title. interest and whatever that he had as he lays his hand on the animal and then gives it to the priest and then the priest in turn will sacrifice it unto God. And so Apostle Paul is saying that you present your bodies now not as a dead animal a dead sacrifice but a living sacrifice and he says which is holy, not just any sacrifice, but a sacrifice that is holy and a sacrifice that is acceptable. Are you taking note of that? A, 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 a sacrifice that is acceptable. You see, that is why I think it was it in Hosea or Micah, God was so disappointed when they were bringing to Him animals that have, didn't have one, some of them, you know, some people, the, the animals that they didn't like, the one that has his eye, one eye gone, he says, So oh, this one, God will like it. The one that was lame, the one that was, you know, oh, God said, if you give these animals to the governor, the governor even wouldn't take it. How much more me? And that's why David said, if you are giving any offering unto the Lord, if you are offering something that does not cost you. And so our walk with God will cost us. Because there are things you wish to say. There are things you wish to do. There are places you want to go. There are certain things you would have loved to do with this body. That because of holiness you wouldn't. So it says that which is acceptable to God. And is your reasonable service. This is what he starts with in verse 1. And then it comes to verse 2 which we've been dealing with more so this year. Because if you can be able to bring your body as a living sacrifice unto God, watch this, that is holy, that is acceptable. Are you taking note of this? If your bodies will be a living sacrifice, that is holy and acceptable. He is trying to let us understand that the embodiment of it all in is in verse 2. Because you'll be trying, uh, you, 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 you'll be there is there is a way, there is a system, there is, there, is, there is a lifestyle, there is a conformity that is in the world that will like you to be like the world. He says, as long as you and I are in this world. We will try to be conformed to the standards. I think the Revised Standard is what that says. According to the standards of the world. The standards. The world has a standard. The the prince of this age has a standard. He wants you to be conformed to that standard. Do not be conformed to the standard of this world. If you want to be a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable. He says... As long as you are conforming to the standards of this world, that is not going to happen. But then, if you can be able to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, then the only way by which that can happen is by transformation, by the renewing of your mind. Amen? And then he says, now watch this. We've looked at this several times this year. And so this this is a a subject that if any of us is to take an exam... You know, on this subject, we should pass. Because I think we've gone on over and over and over and over. And then the bit that the Apostle Paul is trying to let us understand is that that you may prove what is that good. That which is acceptable. Now, let's go back to verse 1 and then you see why is he saying this. He says... Present your bodies as what? Let's all say that together. Present your bodies as a holy and acceptable to God. Now, if you are saying that I should present my bodies as a li- my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, why is it that in verse two he's now saying that it is only when transformation takes place? Are you are you here with me? It is only when the transformation or the renewing of your mind actually takes place, when you become transformed, that you may be able to prove prove that which is good and now acceptable. This acceptable that we are supposed to be living our lives as a holy living sacrifice unto God. It is that by which we can be able to know what is good, what is acceptable, and what is the perfect will of God. Which means that a lot of us, many of us, live lives, even after we have become born again, we do things, we engage in things, we live our lives, that is still not perfect or acceptable in God's sight. Is the church here with me? Remember last week I said that it is good to have anointing but anointing without character is nothing. Didn't I say that last week? Amen. Anointing without character is nothing. But anointing with character takes the world. Praise God. Then he says that you may prove that which is good, acceptable and the perfect will of God so there is a will a perfect you know he he says and perfect and he uses the word and the perfect will of God which means there is a perfect will of God it is not just anything but we are living our lives presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice he says by the mercy of God present this body as a living sacrifice just as like in those days they'll bring the animal but you are alive all right and then he says you are presenting this body as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto god but for that to happen do not be conformed to the standards of this world or the standard of someone else something else but for you to be able to understand and come to know who you are and accept the standard that God has set for you, it is only when your mind is renewed because you can easily conform to someone else's standard. And many of us are falling prey to things like that. We are living people's lives. As I said earlier on, most of us are living our parents' lives. We are living our brothers' lives, our sisters' lives, our aunties' lives. Our uncle's lives, our community lives, our, uh, what do you call it, the pop stars. Um, uh, um, what, What are you? We are living lives of others and we haven't really lived the life that is the perfect good and perfect will of God. And the question is, who are you? What is God's plan? What has been been God's plan for your life? Amen. What has been God's plan for your life? You see, it is true for all that God created us. We are the image of God and the likeness of God. It is true. But when the unbeliever don't know this. He's a creator of God and lives his life or her life. But when you get born again and you come to know the kingdom of God and accept and know who God is, God begins to open your eye to see who you really are in his mind and in his intent, what he's made you to be. I was thinking through this and praying through this and as I meditate on it last night, this morning and throughout one, especially last night and this morning, one thing that keeps ringing in my ear concerning this or my my spirit or my, 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 my being, somehow I go back to my biology class. And in the process of reproduction. You you please watch this. When a man and a woman come together in the sense of reproduction. The amount of spermatozoa that is released. The m- only one is able to fuse with the egg. Are you catching what I'm sharing with you? And thousands and millions that are destroyed. Which makes you unique.
0: Oh no, There's a church here with
1: me. Which makes. Which means that. For you to survive. And come through life. Even until this age. There is a reason and a purpose. You are not here per chance. You are not a mistake. But why are you still here? remember the day that you were born that same hospital there there were many children that were even giving birth to but some of them did not survive do you know that is someone catching what I'm sharing with you from nursery until now until today forget about yesterday today as you are here now hearing the sound of my voice do you know the purpose Your purpose and the reason for your existence. (laughs) And do not be conformed to the standards of this world or conform to this world, if I'm reading this version. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Have you just, you know, sometimes you go to school because your parents wanted you to go to school. You did the course because you felt that was an easier way out? You did whatever you are doing because you felt that is what he is. Why are you where you are? What did you do? Why did you do what you did? Because it was a course offered? Is that really you? Are you trading in what you are trading because it's the easier way out to get the money into the home and be able to have food on your table? Is that really you? What is the reason for your existence? Why are you in the worship team? Just because you've got a good voice? Is that the purpose? Why, why are you in the ushering team? Because you have a beautiful you know, a, a physique and you, are, you smile and you can be able to help others sit down and arrange. Is that the reason? Why? Why are you? You see, that you may accept that which is good, Acceptable and perfect will of God. Why did yesterday come and go? And today is here, and you are still alive, and you God has still giving you breath. There's the essence of life. Why are you still here? <laughs> are, you, are you here with me? Is the church is the church here with me? Genesis chapter 1. Let's read from verse 20 it says. Because until we begin to understand purpose and the reason for life and the reason why we are here. You try to live other people's life or even you may be living a life that is not really what God had or who you really are. Then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the earth, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 27. So God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful. Now, now, watch this. Be fruitful. After he had created them in his image and after his likeness, then God did what? Oh, is the church here? Then God did what? Blessed them and did what? And said to them. So by saying to them, Be fruitful and multiply fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth, why do you think God said that to them? Oh, church? Why would you think that God, after his saying that let us create man, you know, watch this. <laughs> he before then, the mist of the earth, this, that, that, all the best, all those things were done. And he said, Now let us you know, create man or make man, create man after our image and after our likeness. Amen. And then that didn't stop there because after creating them, why didn't he just leave them? But for him to say that, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Then he said, God, scripture says, and the Lord said to them. Let's go to the verse 28. Amen. Then God said to them. Then God did what? Said to them. That was for him to have spoken to them. For him to have said something to them. It means that was the intention of God. Are you you catching that? It was his Purpose for them to be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. That was God's intention. Man was supposed to have dominion, man was supposed to be fruitful, man was supposed to be to multiply. I can go on and on. There was an intention. Amen. Purpose. Purpose is the reason for which something is done. Anytime you are doing anything, there should be a reason. Amen. Purpose is a reason for which something is done. Purpose is the reason for which something is created. This wasn't just created for us to have fun. It was created that one can be able to sit on it and support a human body. When it was finished, it was sold. It was not put in a museum. Amen? The reason why the manufacturer sold it to us is that he intended to build it and sell it and get money. And he also had intention for it to be sat on. And so he had to put everything in place so that one can be able to sit on it and be supported. Purpose is the reason for which something is created. Purpose is the reason for which something exists. Purpose is the original intent of a thing. The reason why that thing was made, and is the cause of creation. If you sit down in the house and you want to create anything, if you sit down anywhere, you want to do anything and you create something and you don't have a reason, you think you are just doing it. No, there is a reason. You see, as I'm saying, as I'm praying more into the divine influence, I'm, you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, you all these things for the year, there is a reason why something is done. Whatever you did, you, you see, there is a reason behind you, your energy and effort that you are putting in it to make sure you do this, that, and the other. You had the purpose, there was an agenda, there was an intent. Amen? Actually, purpose is the source of destiny. What did I say? Purpose is the source of destiny. That is why if you don't know the purpose for your life, destiny it's not for you just being born and we say that oh this is my destiny no you may be thinking that is your destiny but that may not no uh, 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 there is a song that they used to sing years ago i don't know whether it's so being jealousy jealousy is a root of what, what about i forgot of evil all right and then someone also will sing destiny they sing another one about destiny my de- de- destiny, but that for me, I don't know. What is who was this guy who sang um who was it? Ambule or one of those guys, but that for me, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. I mean do you have that? My de- destiny, oh, they used to sing this song, but that's for me, I don't know. So if you don't know why you are on earth and your destiny, then I don't know what it is, amen. Is somebody catching what I'm sharing with you? Amen? Purpose is the source of destiny. That is why if you don't know the purpose, the reason for being, you will not be able to work out your source and the reason of your existence. Destiny. listen Romans chapter 12 verse 2 we've looked at it over and over again it says so that you may be able to accept the good that that proof that which is good an acceptable will a perfect will of God so the intent of God now watch this the intent of God is the will, perfect will of God is somebody here with me the intent of God Is the perfect will of God. The intent of God is the purpose of God. Intent is the original purpose. When you talk of intent, that is the original purpose. And sometimes people's intents are changed. But you see, there is always a reason, a, a source, an understanding, a cause for that which originally was supposed to be. In 1 John 3:8, this scripture we have prayed about it several times in this church. You see, the Greek word purpose, tauto, means a cause or intent. But if you look at 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8. Saints is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. And then, watch this for this purpose, for this intent, for this reason, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So the reason why the Son of God was made manifested, the reason why the Son of God was in existence, the reason why the Son of God came to being is because of the sin, the devil, that has right from the beginning caused trouble. The Son of God was made manifested that he would do what? He would destroy. There is a reason for which the Son of God was born. That he would destroy their works. That was the intent. That was the purpose. The, the original purpose of God was for the Son, his Son, to be made manifested so that that which the enemy began right from the, 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 the time memorial will be destroyed. Hallelujah. So God said, God said. God said. He said what was in his mind. He said what was his, his intent. He said what was what, what, the purpose, the reason for why he made man. When he finished, he spoke to them. And God said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue. All those things, that was the intent of God. So any other thing that is not being done by that original intent means something is wrong. Are you catching what I'm sharing with you? Anything outside that original intent that is not being made manifested in us, through us, with us, then it means something has gone wrong. But the Son of God had to come to help so that we will be able to walk in the original intent of God. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5 the Bible says now watch this before I formed you before you I mean he says before I formed before before you became formed in your mother's womb he says I knew you <laughs> There's nothing that takes God by surprise. I knew you. That's what I'm saying. You are not a you are not a mistake. And I'm sure that He wasn't just speaking to Jeremiah, but He's speaking to you and He's speaking to me. You see, the word is personal. All right. Before I before I, uh, 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 I formed you in uh, 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 before I formed you, you. All right. It's personal. You in the womb. I knew you. He's not saying that I'm not going to know you. That's why you think that I'll do something that will take God by surprise. He says, I knew you. Before you were born, he said, I've already sanctified you. You see? So Jeremiah i have lived all kinds of life, whatever that is. But God said, that, don't worry. I've already sanctified you. That has set you apart. And he says, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. But this man hadn't yet been formed. But said he had ordained him a prophet to the nations. Which means if Jeremiah, when he was giving birth, decided to do any other thing outside the original intent of God, Then it means the purpose of God, when he was even being formed, had not yet been materialized. Is somebody catching what I'm sharing with you? If Jeremiah decided to do anything outside and be so adamant and just stubborn and moved out of the will of God and um, whatever... That he wanted to do, Jeremiah had a right because God will not, one thing God will not do is to fight against your will. He does not compel you to do anything against your will, but the issue is that there is an original intent, there is a purpose, original purpose. He says, I sanctified you. That is That word sanctified is not just holy or anything like that. He says, I've set you aside. I've put you aside. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Who are you? (laughs) Who are you? Have you taken time to know who you really are? Have you taken time to really know why you are still in existence this Sunday? Have we taken time to know why we, this church, is even here? Have you taken time to know why you are doing what you are doing and who you really are? Why you have been involved? In even your education, your life, whatever that is, because let me tell you something. I'm saying it again. You may grow up right from childhood and just be, you know, get your adult stages pass through life, and you will not be able to fulfill life. Because, and I'm using the word fulfilled, not being successful or being great or having a name or whatever, but not being able to fulfill life because that was not the original intent of who you are. Because there is a good and acceptable, perfect will of God. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 10 and 11, let's look at that. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 10 and 11. This scripture I'm sure we all know. For thus says the Lord, after 70 years com- uh, uh, are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. Now watch verse 11. This one is what we always talk about, isn't it? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. This specifically was to Jeremiah, but I believe that it is not only him. He says thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. are not a mistake there is a reason for why you are in existence the reason why things might have been sometimes as it is it's not because god seems to have run away from you god you see a reason God has a purpose. There is, I'm saying again and I'm saying again that there is original intent, original purpose. That is why that scripture that we are this year looking at divine influence for God's divine influence to be able to come into the thing, for God's divine influence to be made manifested in the thing, you need to come to a place whereby your mind is properly, genuinely renewed to be able to accept or prove, all right, prove what is that good. An acceptable perfect will of God. You may go through life. Because your friends all sell cars. You think, well maybe let me sell cars. (laughs) Amen. You think because all your family have what you call it a farm necessarily I got to be a farmer. I've seen many people whose parents were medical doctors and you see the, se- the senior brother, senior sister, whoever all of them have gone through and then you talk to them and they say that well I did it because it was like a family thing that we were all doing it and I'm really not happy even that I'm a medic. So, I, I, well, a few years ago, well, some years ago this guy who came to, this man who came to, I've forgotten even his name, who uh, came to do some work for us. And now, later on, I realized that he was trained as a medic. He was a, re, a really medic, but he loved laying, you know, bricks and building works and, 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 and all sorts. He found joy and he did it. You see, he did it with precision, precision. Amen. The reason why there are so much infights, the reason why there is so much frustration, the reason why there are so many things going on is because you are li- trying to live your father's dream, your mother's dream. You think that you are you are your auntie, your uncle, your classmate, your workmate, your friend, your good be- best friend, whatever. And you are doing putting everything, in, all your efforts in that. That is that who you really are. Is that what God has called you? What is original intent? I can't become my father. I can't become my mother I got to be who God made me to be but that will only come when I've come to know the original intent of God for my life let's stop deceiving ourselves let's stop deceiving ourselves churches are evolving today because we have to form because that is the that is the trend uh, and churches do this or a worship team does that the pastor does this so we got I remember so many years ago a pastor friend of mine he said oh every pastor have to go we've got to make sure that you know wear white shirts and, and a nice black black tie and a suit every time and it's like because that is what is acceptable but in the in the community but so if you don't have a black tie or a white shirt or it means you have to go and force yourself to get it before you preach and people will hear the word of God, <laughs> amen. But that is what This man of God believed in. And so every pastor in his setting, you got to make sure that you are in suit when you come to church. Oh, it's true. Got to make sure you have a tie and a shirt. Bright, bright, white shirt. He loved the white shirt. Amen. The true meaning of life. Fulfilling of your dreams and unlocking your destiny starts by discovering your life purpose. But listen. It takes a lifetime to fulfill that destiny. But you need to find it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, are you here with me? Acts chapter twenty-nine, sorry, Acts chapter twenty-two, verse nine and ten, Apostle Paul said something, and that will give you a reason for us to deduce a few things. Let's 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 please stay with me. Let's let's look at this because it will help you. It will help me. Let's, with God willing, we will see a few other things. Let's read it together. Acts twenty-two, verse nine. And those who were with me indeed, Apostle Paul is talking about his Damascus experience, right? And now watch, let's read it. And those who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. Verse 10 So I said, what shall I do Lord? And the Lord said to me, arise and go into Damascus, Damascus and there you will be told all things which are appointed for you. Now for, for you to do. Now watch it. This. this was a man who had got letters. Of accreditation to try and persecute the believers and all that there was an encounter with God and then the man who thought he knew and he had been schooled he was well vested in the legal things and also in the laws of the Pharisaic you know certain but then he came to a place when he had an encounter with the Lord he asked the question what shall I do? Lord, what shall I do? Until you ask what shall I do who am I why? this 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 encounter why 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 is this happening you will continue to do because if he hadn't asked that his old mindset will continue to let him think that wherever and whatever that he was doing was right but when he asked that he was pointed what to do amen what shall I do but you see all started this account in chapter 22 However long that taken, Apostle Paul was trying to recount a time when his life was turned around. Oh, church, are you here with me? This man, schooled, had gone through, got all the degrees, and was, I mean, he was, was really high out there, but there was a day, a time, a season, a moment in his life that brought everything, turned everything around. Yes, Lord. Who are you? And he said, "I'm Jesus." Chapter nine. And he began; his life got turned around. And today, the epistles that you read, the a, a great a, apostolic work that he did, all because one day, one day, one day, one day in his life there was a turn around. There was an encounter. There was an encounter that brought purpose and reason for his being. Are you are you are you here with me, church? What shall I do, Lord? And I hope that will be your question. I hope that will be your quest. Who am I? What shall I do? Why am I here? Why, why is today, the, what's today's date? The 8th, right, of May 2022. Why I am still here? Why? Why am I a member of this house? Why am I still in existence? Why am I a male Right? Why have I done what I have done? Why have I come through? Why? What is the purpose? Other than that, you go through life and go through life and come the end, you would not be able to fulfill the original intent of God. And as I'm saying, you will live the life of others. And people, let me tell you something. Sometimes people can even push you to live their lives. They'll push you to say what they want you to say. They'll push you to think how they think you should think. They'll push you to live a life that they think you should have lived. And you'll never be able to live your own life in fulfillment. So Apostle Paul said, he asked, there were people around him. He was struggling with people. But you see, he alone, please, <laughs> he alone had this anchor. He saw it. He was spoken to. He he heard the voice. But there were people around. So brethren, I'm trying to tell you that there may be people around you who may not hear what you hear. There may be people around you who may not see what you see. So you're going to come to a place to know the intent, the reason for your being. Of course, all of us are not going to have the same encounter. Like apostle Paul but if you look at Nehemiah in chapter 1 from verse 1 to 4 he was a cupbearer and as a cupbearer he had a visitation from his brothers or relate uh, 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 relations they had come to visit and he inquired about what was going on in Jerusalem amen and then as he was inquiring he was told of the state of Jerusalem. And what actually happened is this. His heart became burdened to be able to go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. But the issue is that when you read chapter 2, verse 18 through to, um, from verse 8 to 10, I think, chapter 2, Nehemiah chapter 2 from verse 8 to 10, I'm sure. And a letter to answer the keeper of the king, the, uh, the king's forest, that he must give me timber to make beams for the gates of the city which pertains to the temple, for the city wall, and for the house that I will occupy. And the king granted them to me according to the good hand of my God upon me. Verse 9 through to verse 10, please. Then I went to the governors in the region beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king has sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. Verse 10. When, no, I think maybe uh, verse 18. Let's look at verse 18. I wanted the, the time when he spoke to the people saying that the Lord's hand is upon them. Yeah, And I told them of the hand of my God, which had been good upon me. And also of the king's words that he had spoken to me so they said let us rise up and build then they set their hands to the good to this good work. what I'm trying to say to you here is that Je- Nehemiah did not have an encounter like um, like Paul but he knew in his heart that what God had laid upon his heart because he was a man of prayer if you read the whole of the book of Nehemiah, you will know that this man was an intercessor. And as an intercessor, the Lord, when these brothers came and they were speaking to him concerning Jerusalem, he knew that he didn't need another voice, another hand to be laid on him. He knew that something ought to be done and God's hand was upon him. Are you catching what I'm sharing with you? Hebrews chapter 11. Let's look at Abraham. Hebrews 11, 8 to 10. There are some scriptures I want you to really read so that you will know what I'm talking about. Let's quickly read that. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called. You see, the the, the intent of God, the, 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 the reason God, with all that had happened right from Genesis, God knew that, you know, something ought to be done. But God always would choose. God had the reason. I don't know. Whether from, the, from his mother's womb God knew him, because remember, Abraham was, uh, his father was an idol, I, I, idol worshiper. I can go on and on and on, but yet God chose Abraham, you know, for a reason, for a purpose. The original intent was that God called you know, him to go to the place which you could he receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. He didn't even know. That is to say, he waited himself, he didn't know. God was within. You see, by faith he dwelt in the land of the promises, as in the foreign country, dwelling in tents with um, Isaac and Jacob and uh, the heirs with him of the same promise. And verse 10, for he waited for the city which was found, which has foundations, whose builder and maker is of God. God had an intent and picked it. Moses, the same thing. Chapter 11, verse 24 to 27. If you read Moses, it was the same thing. A man who had been raised in Pharaoh's house, but yet God knew he needed to bring his people up. As a matter of fact, God preserved him in the midst of all the children that were being killed and ordered to kill. You know, to, 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 to kill. God, Moses could have died. Amen. But God preserved him. God knew a time will come, a season will come. His people needed to go to the promised land. Amen. David, the same thing. If you read 1 Chronicles seventeen seven, and Isaiah, Chapter six, verse eight. You will get to understand that all. I can go on and on with so many scriptures. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that all these people they did what they did not just because they felt like it, because there was an empowerment. There was an a divine. What do you call it? What are we talking about in this? The divine. Come on, my mind is sort of divine influence from above hallelujah god was in it there was there was an influence of god can you tell me a woman of almost sure you are sitting down asking, why am I here? Why am I going through this? Look, let me, all things sometimes ask, no, 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 I remove, I use a big eraser to erase sometimes. All things work together for good to them that love God, who have called according to what? His purpose. His purpose. When Joseph, last week we were looking at that, when Joseph was told, you know, was sold by his own brothers, I know that we did some things that were not right but it's in all this is God was shaping the man when he went to Potiphar's house was put in prison all the things that Joseph was going through. It, it, you know, it, it looked like, you know, sometimes people down and plot, speak, do all sort of things against you. And in your own life, you may be going through all sorts. Listen to me. The, the, the time of weeping and the time of asking questions. But listen to me. In the midst of it all, God, God is rather making a bigger way and shaping you unto greater things. Are you understanding me? To them, to them that are called according to his purpose. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, scripture talks about the fact that we are the workmanship of God. He says, For we are his workmanship. When you talk of a workmanship, when a skilled man begins to do whatever, like this chair. Begin, when I begin to work on it, and when I finish, I can say that that is my workmanship. I took time, my intent, my purpose to be able to make it the way a man of got to make it. And do it the way a man has designed it the way a man is. it is. You see, we are his workmanship. He's worked on us. He, 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 he has a purpose. He has an intent. He, there is a reason for our being. There is a reason for our living. There is a reason for our existence. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Not for bad works, but for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk beforehand that we should walk in them. Good, acceptable, perfect will of God. You need to discover this plan. You need to discover this purpose of God. The original intent of God for your life. Otherwise, listen to me. You may make choices. You may take decisions which will be wrong. But the sad thing is that sometimes when we even take these decisions which, which are wrong, we still think that we are right. In John chapter 21 and verse 3, let's look at that scripture. Let's, let's read together. I want to point something out to you. Let's all read it together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat and that night they caught nothing. <laughs> are you here with me? Are you sure? Who, who was the one speaking here? Who was the one who spoke first? I think that is a question. Simon Peter. Is it not the same man who the Lord said that in Matthew chapter 16, that based on the revelation that he had, all right, he was going to be a little rock, amen, and he was giving the, being given the keys of the kingdom. And I can go on and on. He said, even when Satan, he had prayed for him. And, oh, I mean, it, I'm, I'm trying to let you understand. God has spoken, the, the, Christ has spoken severally about Peter and who he was and how the early church, the leadership and all sorts, the God, uh, Christ was going to build the church. Amen. But Peter went through something, a little bit of something, and something that shaked, had to shake his life a little bit. Then all of a sudden, Peter's voice and Peter's intent—what well, uh, uh, do you call it? Um, yeah, Peter began speaking like this. As for me, I'm going fishing. You know why he was going fishing? He didn't go do any carpentry work, like Jesus. The reason why he didn't go to do any tailoring job because fishing was his best. Amen. He knew how to fish. The man was was called there and so when he wanted somewhere to go he felt that was sometimes you see a lot of us still run back to the places where we find ourselves safe or places whereby we have lived and done things in the past and we think he's always safe. Little do we know that those decisions, those those choices, you know, uh, it, it, it will not take us to where God was calling us. Because the moment he said that, they all came back saying that we are also going fishing. To be honest with you, he was supposed to be a fisher of men, not a fisher of fish. Amen. So there are times we make choices, there are times we make decisions. And even when God is speaking, it doesn't sit well with us. So because we think that that is not what it should be. But the good thing is that when let's go back to Acts chapter 9 verse 6. So he trembling And astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. Verse 8. Then Saul arose from the ground and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. What I'm trying to share here with you is that you need to come to a place when God speaks. When God reveals his intent. When God shows you his original plan for your life come to a place to accept it amen he accepted the original intent you see you know the reason why sometimes we don't want to leave where we are we don't want to stop where we are uh, 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 stop doing what we are doing or walk on the same road that we've walked all this while is because like peter that is safe we are we are good at that we have gained certificates People know us how 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 when we yourself you know how smart you are at that end but you see let me tell you something you need to move in the direction and the intent and the purpose of God because that is where grace really is and that is how you can be able to live a life of fulfillment hallelujah how do you do that you got to daily submit to the revealed will of God the perfect will of God daily submit to it listen at this time when Peter spoke, he had denied the Lord. He was feeling so bad for himself. And so there was a moment that he hadn't now, that day, that moment, I'm using the word day, that day he had not submitted the revealed will that God has spoken because of what he was going through day we've got to come to a place whereby we reveal, our, 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 you know, we, 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 we submit us, ourselves to the revealed word of God or word of God or intent of God for us. Every day. Because there are days when you wouldn't feel like submitting to that will. There are days when you wouldn't feel like really going through it because those days may be shaky. Those days may be trial times. And the only way by which you can submit to it is also through prayer. Asking God for strength. Pray, 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 and the Lord will give you strength to be able to do that. And stay in his word. As Psalm 119 verse 105, teach me thy ways. That uh, we your your, your word is like a lump to my feet and whatever to my, I think that was a scripture union, uh, 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 what do you call it, Um, a motto years ago. Your word is a lump to my feet and a light to my path. Hallelujah. And listen to the promptings of God. You know, sometimes God speaks to you. He daily, I won't use the word sometimes. God daily speaks to you. There are moments and times and seasons. In, in that moment of yours, it doesn't matter where the road you are traveling. And you may be traveling maybe on a particular journey, on, a, on, on, the, the, on, on the trajectory of life. You will still be persistent No matter what, you still want to do that. But the thing is, that deep down within you, you know God will be speaking. But sometimes we are just stubborn because we want to just pursue what we want to do. So listen to the promptings of God. And trust Him. Trust God. Trust God. My dear brothers and sisters, I want to submit to you that the intent of God, the plan of God for your life is eternal. It is not only one year. The plan of God is eternal. It is not only one month. The plan of God for your life is eternal. It is not only for three months it's an eternal plan it's an eternal plan God lives in eternity yes we live in a period but you see it's an eternal plan God knows what he does and why he does what he does and you've got to come to a place whereby you begin to ask yourself how do I fit in your eternal plan who am I Who am I? Who am I? Have you asked yourself even why you are in this house? You are a member of this house. Why you live where you live. Why you were born the way and manner you were born. Why you were made the way and manner you were made. You see, the world is telling you that you are to this, you are this, you are that. But you have not asked God, who am I? Who am I? i always say that if apostle paul was seven foot six foot eight like a rugby player and also when the time came and he was being chased to be killed when they put him in the basket he wouldn't have fitted in the basket they would have killed him but his height at that time his stature at that time helped they found a basket and said, this guy is short let's put him there and the man was saved but one did not need prayer he didn't need a basket No, Asa, are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? There is a reason why you are who you are. Don't try. You see, that is why we are changing our nose and our ears and our our teeth. Everything around us has become artificial. Because we don't know who we are. No, I'm telling you. We don't know who we are. We We haven't accepted who we are. Because someone is telling us that we are something else. see <laughs> he says and i formed you in your mother's womb so which means god knew why you are who you are no 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 you don't catch what i'm sharing with you god knows it he Says i formed you. so when you were being formed you want to tell me that god is god god is a fool god is stupid you want to tell me that god doesn't know what he was doing when you were being formed and i was thinking about this this morning i said lord but what about those who sometimes when they are brought forth you know they, they are you know they have some some impediments you know some some deformities So you no. Know. but and then I heard he says for even who they are I so love them and I know why they are who they are hallelujah I know we are all not the same height in this house are we we are not the same size are we we are not we don't all speak the same if I force myself to speak like the way a manner these children are speaking I have to eat more okra
0: Hallelujah. Praise
1: God. That was just. Amen. But you know what I'm talking about? Because I was made in there. They were made in here. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. The issue, what I'm trying to let you understand is that we are unique. You are unique. But you've got to come to a place to understand, to ask yourself, God, who am I? Who am I? What is the original intent? Brethren, we are living other people's lives. We have become someone else your life is just running after other people's lifestyle and all sorts your ministry today even if you have not been, you know you, you are not some some people want to preach prophesy or um, sing or behave in a just as somebody else the thing is that we know there are some churches if the pastor like have shaved their hair everybody all the men who shaved their hair if their father had uh, 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 jelly curls or whatever girls all of them will have jelly curls and when they speak they, they have to shake it a little bit for anointing that is anointing everybody have it I can go on and on simply because we have we have become some sort of zombies and not knowing the intent of God for who we are, who are you? Who are you? Why do you do what you do? and why were you made the way a man you are? Don't try to let anybody take you from the original intent of God and original purpose of God. Who are you? I was reading this scripture, and it blessed my heart so much. Second Timothy chapter four. Are you here? Are you sure you're here? 2 Timothy chapter 4, from verse 6. Listen to what the man of God, who had the Damascus experience, whose life was turned around. Oh, church, listen. This is the man who already had been trained and planned, and he had a, or his own life, and he had a, 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 you know, a zeal to do something, which he thought maybe was right. But when God showed him his purpose and his reason, When it came to the end of his life, listen to what he said. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. He said, listen, the time of his departure from earth was here. How many of us at the time of our departure on earth can speak like this man? Verse 7, listen to verse 7. He says, I have fought the good fight. And then he, just like Jesus said, Jesus said it is finished. Apostle Paul is the only one who could be able to say that I have finished the race. He didn't say that there was some left. He didn't say that maybe, he says I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. And verse 8 He says, finally, there is laid out for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord. The righteous judge will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Basically, he's saying that I've lived the original intent of my calling. I've lived the original purpose for which the Lord laid laid hands on me. I've lived the original intent for which he anointed me. I've lived the original intent for which I had that experience with him. All throughout, he said, I have come to the place. I'm being ready. I'm ready to be poured as an offering. The issue is that I have finished the race. I am fulfilled. Basically, what Apostle Paul is saying is that I'm fulfilled. I'm fulfilled. That's what I'm saying. Your life is not, in, this, in, in, in that's not consistent in the abundance of things. I've seen people who had millions, people who had billions, and yet they took their life. Haven't you read this thing in the newspapers before? Oh, someone. So it's not about money. It's not about the yachts. It's not about the, the, the cars and the trucks and the, and all those things. Don't let your life be embodied in that. What is God's, God's, God's original purpose for you? That is not what he is. He came at the point of his life and he said, I've lived a life. I'm fulfilled. I'm fulfilled. I'm fulfilled. Who are you? Who are we as a church? Hallelujah. In the weeks to come, we will look at who am I (laughs) in its proper sense. My identity. identity we will look at where am I from I'm not talking if you're your heritage that you were born here, you, you were born from these people, you come from this clan, this tribe. You see, those, a few weeks ago, we were praying about some of this. Is If you are bugging yourself down into some of those things, you still be living the life. Me, for instance, that come, you know, my, my roots from, you know, some, some tribe somewhere. I'll still be living my lifestyle just as that. But what is God's original intent? I might have come from that origin here on earth, but who really am I? So my heritage... Goes way beyond that. That no matter what I'm tied, I am this, I am that. Brethren, we 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 we. That is why I was sharing with you all these seals and things are following us because we don't want to break away from those from the tent from the from our minds. You see, we 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 haven't yet really been converted unto God. We don't know God. We don't know. We have this cloth, we have this you know, this cloth and everything around us. But you see, as a believer, you have not come to know. You see, listen, listen. He says that 2 Corinthians 5.17, before I continue, I think it's 2 Corinthians 5.17. Let's look at that. On the particular day, we were all born on earth. All right, we came into the existence here on earth. But he says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creation. You are a new creation. You are a new creation. So my heritage is not necessarily from where my great-great-great-great-grandfathers came from. If I'm going to live my life like that, I'm going to just be in focusing on somewhere. Yes, I don't deny the fact that I'm a, I'm a body. I have a human being, a, a, a human body, and I, I, I've come from inheritance. I have, I have relations and all sorts. You don't, I'm not denying that. But my life does not consist on what they do, what they think, and what, what drives them. Who am I? I am a new creation in God. He says, "All things have passed away." So all those things have, all things have. Become. We will look into this in detail. Who or where am I from? I came from God. Hallelujah! And why am I here? What is my purpose? But again, what can I do? what if I've come to no purpose what can I do and then we'll look at where am I going <laughs> hallelujah where am I going I'm not talking of one day one says I'm de- death or anything no destiny where Where? Where? where are you going well how are you making the journey how are you traveling how are you that's why I said, you know, your, your, your lifetime, destiny, knowing the intent of God, takes a lifetime to fulfill. That's why at the end of it, the apostle Paul said, I'll finish the race. Because day by day, time after time, he knew he was traveling the life of destiny. There was a destination that he was But he traveled from one end to the other. And each day he made sure that he was not swayed. I don't want to be swayed. It doesn't matter what he is. No one, I wouldn't let anyone sway me or, or distract me from the path that god has said it doesn't matter amen because if you know the intent of god you it's very easy to compromise Uh, not easy to compromise and not easy just to let anything just you know uh, uh, surround you and you just be taken away you need to be a man a woman that is strong knowing the intent and purpose of god for your life because things will distract you but you need to come to a place to ask who am i And sometimes, if you know, you know, Jesus was never understood, isn't it? Jesus was never, the Pharisees never understood. His own brothers and sisters did not understand him. But it was after his death, they realized that, ah, amen. So when you come to know who you are, sometimes, and I'm not talking of when Satan is leading you to think of who you think you are. When you know really who you are. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Are you sure? Praise God. We have a few things. That is why we started dealing with some of the subjects we dealt with right from Genesis. Uh, Genesis, yes. Genesis. Um, January. Amen. Right from January, we're looking at some of these things, renewing our mind. Because we need to come to accept the good and acceptable, perfect will of God. He says, your kingdom come. Your will be done. God's original intent be done in my life as it is in heaven not what men have decided. Because men will be sitting and planning and deciding, trying to be, do everything to make sure that I conform to what they should be. And as I'm saying, if you're not very careful, you'll be driving your life based on how others think you should live your life. We are trying to be someone else. I want to be like uh, 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 you know, we are, we grow we grow our hair just to become like Michael Jackson. I change my nose just because I want to be like Michael Jackson, and I want to dance and change and just be like Michael Jackson. The issue is that the key thing is that who am I? My dance may be Kalgoor, Amen. Not like Michael Jackson's. Praise God. Are you catching what I'm sharing with you? Who are you? Don't try to be, you know. And that is why many of us our life's course has changed. We see everything about and our thinking pattern, our hearts and everything, our energy is driving, driven into something because you want to live someone else's life. But one day you will stand before the Lord and he would have given you all these years on earth and you ask you what you did with the life that he gave you. And many of us, we know the intent of God, but we are being driven by circumstances around us. As I'm saying, with the weeks ahead, as the Lord grants us grace, we need to come to a place to find the purpose of our existence. The reason for our living.
0: Amen.